This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast that discusses issues that pertain to your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Mike Runstrom is a physical therapist at MidMichigan Health. He completed a fellowship in neurological rehabilitation and specializes in treating patients with multiple sclerosis through physical therapy. Health Dose ask Michael, what is multiple sclerosis? MS is multiple sclerosis described as a chronic disease and it affects our central nervous system, including the brain, the spinal cord, and even our optic tracts that are involved in vision. Sometimes with multiple sclerosis, people can get symptoms that include fatigue, mood, and cognitive changes, vision problems, sensory loss, pain, coordination problems, problems with walking, and even sometimes trouble with using our automatic processes like going to the bathroom. Often MS is characterized by its relapses where they lose function, and then sometimes that function will return. And then for some people, the disease tends to be a little bit more progressive where the function slowly declines over time. And when you say chronic, there is no cure for MS? Currently, no. It's just based on some preventive treatment with physical therapy, working with neurologists for medical end, hopefully to slow the disease and minimize those relapses as much as possible. But no, no cure currently. And as a physical therapist, what does treatment for multiple sclerosis look like? What kinds of things do you do with a patient? So for physical therapy, while there's no cure, therapy can help reduce those number of relapses. It can kind of delay the total accumulation of disability and limit development in new areas for damage in the brain and the spinal cord. Care for someone with MS involves a multidisciplinary team, and one of those members is the physical therapist. And what role does a physical therapist play in treatment of multiple sclerosis? So we do play an important role in treatment throughout the entire course of the disease process, early in its diagnosis, during and after the relapses, and even during periods of progression when the disease becomes more advanced. Often at the very beginning, the role might be to educate, get people started on a strong exercise program and encouragement to stay active and mobile to help play a role in preventing the progression of the disease. PTs will help set goals for how physically active you are and how you want to remain. And we continue to emphasize the importance of regular exercise for successfully managing the multiple sclerosis. Even if the disease is currently stable, your PT will likely want to see you every three to six months to make sure you're following up with your program and to make any modifications if necessary. And again, if I'm understanding correctly, the goal isn't returning necessarily to your previous level of physical ability, but to just maintain what you have and perhaps stave off regression. Is that correct? I think that's definitely right in the early stages. Sometimes when people get diagnosed, they're going to go to the doctor and maybe they had a loss of function, but sometimes that function does return and they might come to me and they're saying that they're functioning pretty normally. So in that case, it is to kind of maintain the levels that they're at. But after relapses, sometimes where someone's function declines, maybe they're having more balance problems or more walking problems, some of the goals can be to try to get back to their prior level of function. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're always trying to maximize that function, return what we can, and then ultimately it's the adopting of a regular activity and exercise program that's going to be the most helpful in preventing 
future relapses. It's got to be especially challenging for you as a physical therapist, because I'm assuming that you get a client that comes to you and says, I'm having problems doing these things. And the majority of your clients, it's like, okay, let's get you going and doing those things and slowly working toward that goal. But you're dealing with a disease where there are spikes and there are valleys. How do you deal with those goals during periods of relapse? That is always a challenge. As it progresses, it's possible that patients are going to need different things. Maybe they're going to have a need for adaptive equipment like a walker, shower chair, even a wheelchair. And it is challenging, but you kind of talk with the patient, talk about their individual goals, their individual situation, figure out what's important to them, what kind of things they want to accomplish, and try to focus some of the therapy on attaining those goals. And it might be something like those adaptive devices. It might be trying to figure out how to return to their activities of daily living in the home, like bathing or dressing or cooking, cleaning, or how to help them function to their maximum at a work or other social setting. So in that regard, as a physical therapist, you got to be thinking past your clinic. You got to be thinking about how they're going to take whatever skills you work with in the clinic back to their home where they actually live. How do you address that? And and what kinds of things are you trying to prepare your client for as they return home? And I don't have Michael standing by my side to help me stand and sit. And I don't have Michael by my side helping me do those exercises. What is it that you give them as a coach to help them prepare for living at home? It might be something that we evaluate in the clinic. And sometimes it might be assessing where their problems are. Do they have balance problem? Every time they turn one way, their weaker leg is buckling on them and they're putting themselves at risk for falls or injuries. So a lot of it is education and trying to make the patient aware of where their deficits are at. So it's not only just teaching them some exercises, but it's kind of teaching them to become aware of their current limitations, teaching them some strategies with multiple sclerosis specifically Fatigue and fatigability is something that is prevalent. Fatigue just being that overwhelming sense of tiredness sometimes and fatigability, say of a muscle, like if you use it, then you're going over time, it's going to become more and more weak or more tired. And so sometimes teaching these energy conservation strategies can be helpful for patients and teaching them how to do things maybe a little bit differently around the home, set up some chairs or rest spots and People want to just go, go, go and get their usual housework done. Just do the laundry, go do the groceries and clean the house and go out, play with the kids in the backyard. But for someone with MS, you might have to try some different techniques in order to function at the best and safest level throughout the days. So sometimes it's just education on different strategies. You use the term, was it fatigability? That's right. How do you explain that to your clients? I think the easiest way is to demonstrate it. So if someone stands up from a chair on the first time and they get up fine, if they do it 10 times, maybe by the 10th time, they're not even able to get up off the seat. Or if they do a walking assessment where they're walking at a pretty average speed for their age group, but then we have them do an endurance test and have them go walk for six minutes as fast as they can out in the hallway, come back and do that same walking assessment. Sometimes their balance is off. Sometimes their walking speed is much slower. And often, sometimes that's what we'll do in the clinic, specifically for patients that have MS, 
is we'll do our battery of assessments to kind of check walking, balance, mm -hmm. functional mobility, and then we'll try to fatigue them with a long distance walk and then go reassess those outcomes again. And sometimes we'll kind of start to see like, oh, that maybe is where they're having some weakness or maybe this is where they have their balance problems. And then we can kind of focus on that for their home exercise program, or even use that as a training technique. First, get them tired during their sessions and then address some of the balance issues, which will hopefully prevent falls from happening or injury from happening when they're out in the community and they actually are experiencing that fatigability. So for the majority of people, when they're doing an exercise program or a physical therapy session, the goal is I'm at a activity level of three and today I want to get, or this week I want to get to a four and then the next time to a five. Is that the same thing with patients with multiple sclerosis? Are they looking to progress or are they trying to maintain? Are they playing defense? Or are they playing offense? I think they can do a little bit of both. Sometimes when we combine their medical treatments with their physical activity, you'll often see that they can be playing that offense. And sometimes we can use strategies specific to people that have MS with that fatigue ability. For example, if I was training a young athlete to do a leg press, I might try to get them to do a certain percentage of their one max repetition and have them do a few sets of eight to 10. For someone with MS to do that same amount of weight, their muscles are going to fatigue much more quickly. But the high weight is actually a good thing with MS. We just have to kind of break it up into smaller sets to avoid that fatigability. So we still do a high weight, but then we'll do maybe sets of three or four in order to get our desired total repetitions. And sometimes we can use strategies like that to help actually strengthen the muscles if we're going for strength. What's the reason that you have to use the same amount of weight, but fewer reps as opposed to a young athlete where it's weight and repetition? I think it just goes back to that fatigability for people with MS that we want to still challenge their muscles, but we want to challenge them enough doing kind of that baseline principle of overload, where we actually want to overload the muscles in order to stimulate them to gain in strength. So really that fatigability is key when considering what you can get done with an MS patient. I think it is. Yeah. Especially with when it goes into strength training, for example, if they are not able to lift their ankle, dragging their foot as they're walking, they might have weak dorsiflexors, and that might show itself after a period of walking. So they walk for a mile and now their foot's starting to drag. So maybe we try to strengthen that muscle. But if we're putting a heavy weight on it and have them do 10 repetitions, they're probably not going to be getting that full range of motion because their muscles are going to start to fatigue. So instead, maybe we still use sufficiently challenging amount of weight, but we try to keep them in the full range of motion and then stop the activity before the muscle actually fatigues, take a little break, and then return to it. It's very similar to the strategy that we would use for energy conservation, just taking those rest breaks throughout the day to allow your body to avoid that fatigue. Sort of like teaching the patient to pace themselves and to listen to their body and know when they need to rest and not push through. Yes, I think that's very important for people that have MS. Michael, when you're working with someone who has multiple sclerosis, what does success look like for you? What does success for the patient look like? I think if people can come in and gain a better understanding about how their bodies respond with having this diagnosis, and if they can understand what the evidence shows for how physical activity in general can be beneficial and healing, I think if I could 
inspire someone, encourage someone to adopt change in their lifestyle that just increases their activity and to not view MS as a death sentence, but empowers them to stay moving and stay active, even though they're feeling tired sometimes. I think that if we can change people's attitude towards it and find ways for them to feel like they're accomplishing what they want to accomplish, I'm pretty happy with that. That is MidMichigan Health physical therapist, Mike Runstrom. Now remember, if you have health concerns, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to midmichigan.org doctors. And to learn more about MidMichigan Health's comprehensive rehabilitation services, go to midmichigan.org rehab. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thank you so much for listening. Check back again soon. We'll have another edition of Health Dose.